You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Inspiring women, bold vision, and powerful insights to help you use speaking to build a thriving business. This is Speaker Success Podcast, brought to you by Women Speakers Association. Now, for today's show. And welcome to another episode of Speaker's Success Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, according to Harrison Poll in 2015, they found that 72% of Americans experience loneliness. Add to that Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs, belonging is positioned just after safety and the basics like food, water and sleep. Now, what does this have to do with speaking and building your business, you may ask? Well, according to my guest today, holding events is important if you want to build influence. And if you don't have influence, no one is going to buy from you. Now, joining us on today's show is Katerina Rando. For over 25 years, Katerina has served women on a mission. She is a business mentor extraordinaire, sought-after speaker, author of Learn to Power Think and the ABCs of Public Speaking. She hosts over 80 days of her own live in-person events for women each year. Wow. And she conducts everything from her high-level elite mastermind groups to speaking businesses training programs to her two-day summits with 100-plus women and her favorite, the annual Breakthrough Luxury Retreat for Women. Katerina is also the founder of Thriving Women in Business Center and the Thrive Women in Business Giving Circle. Now, specifically on today's show, Katerina is going to share why events are so important to building your influence, how events help build community, and community, as we said earlier from those studies, is so important, as well as the ongoing ramifications of producing women's events and retreats. Welcome to today's show, Katerina. I am so happy to be with you. You have got such a wealth and of knowledge and experience in holding events, and I just can't wait to, to dive in, have you share your influence and your information in this area. Events here in Australia, when we talk to a lot of women holding events, it's really hard work getting people, bums on seats is a, is a term that they use. But I think um, there's something special about holding a group event where people are actually connecting, they're face-to-face, they're interacting with one another that you just can't get when you do an online experience, yes? I totally agree with you, Anne-Marie. You know, I was just talking a couple of days ago with one of my speaker friends that runs all over the planet Mm -hmm. doing events. And, you know, we were chatting and we were talking about derrieres and chairs and everything. And she was saying, you know, the best part of the event is often what happens in the hallway yes the the what's not on the agenda mm-hmm. and of course you know also as a woman sometimes the best part is what happens in the restroom line when we're waiting to go to use the restroom yeah. because we can we're always connecting we have great conversations and you don't get to do that with a virtual event mm. you don't get to do that when you're on a webinar and of course i love technology and i love that you're on another continent and we're chatting right now and there is nothing better than live and in person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And in actual fact, what you just shared, there's a number of different stories that I've heard of over the podcast interviews and even personally where there's been a networking event and then it's in the hallway having a drink of wine, red wine or something, and someone happens yeah. to mention a casual comment and from there 
partnerships have built, alliances are strengthened, and it's that conversation that really takes things to a deeper, deeper level. Why are events? Let's talk more about events because they can be scary for people who may never have run them before or some of the feedback that they've received as well uh, in organising and all of the, the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Tell us, why are events so important, particularly when we're really wanting to build influence? Well, they're so important because you have an opportunity, first of all, to invite people to come to something mm -hmm. where they don't feel pressure to buy. Yes. You know, a lot of people in business, they, they want to get together with people for one-on-one -on -one meetings to try to sell them whatever they've got. Mm. And it's very hard to get one-on-one -on -one meetings when you don't have influence. Mm. If you don't know somebody or you just met somebody, you know, if you're an insurance agent or whatever you're selling, people don't want to sit down with you because they don't know you. And it's very important to build influence before we ask someone to buy. So what we can do is we can invite people to come to our event to learn about how to grow your business or learn about what insurance needs you have or learn about how to get your house ready before you're going to sell it. And so they're in a group situation where they don't feel that pressure that they do one-on-one -on -one and also, you get to showcase your expertise mm -hmm. and that builds influence. Yes. Talk about uh, events because often when we think about events, we think about having 300, 400, 200, 100 right. people. Sometimes events can be the intimate and they can be the exactly. real way that we can build even deeper influence and know, like and trust because of a smaller setting. What numbers are we talking about when we're, you're thinking and uh, encouraging us to, to hold some of these events? Right. Well, and I'm going to tell you when people say to me, Katerina, how did you get started? Mm. I say three gals and a flip chart around my dining room table. Wow. And you don't even need the flip chart. <laughs> and let's tell the truth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, also, I love the idea of what I call the intimate intro, which is in someone's home dining room or living room. Mm -hmm. Let's get the ladies together and let's talk about whatever. If someone is a, a relationship coach, as a few of my clients are, you know, we don't need a hotel ballroom to talk about that. We'd rather talk about that in the living room, right? Over a glass yeah. of wine. Yeah. And of course, that coach is going to gain clients because she's building massive influence in an intimate setting. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the thing is, get started small. Mm -hmm. Start where you are. We don't start with huge conferences. And in fact, a lot of ladies make a mistake. If I can share a rookie mistake, they think, well, you know, I want to do a retreat because I love retreats and teaching retreats, but they plan a retreat for some faraway destination. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to fly with you anywhere if they haven't spent a day with you in your area. Mm. And that's the mistake people make. Yeah, great, great um, um, insight there because often we have big visions, big goals, and that's great to have. But as you say, start small and really start to build the influence and, and reputation that every single event you have, where it's a small intimate or even a larger group, because you're building it up, you're building momentum, you're constantly adding value. So if you look back to when you first started, and I love that, that you're able to, to share this, because so often we hear mentors and influential people such as yourself, experts in their field, they talk about where they're at now. And so we, we want to get, I, I guess, an indication that 
this does build momentum, this does take time. So when you first started, did you run those smaller groups for a six month period? Or did you find when you were consistently doing that, that they really started evolving, that they just got larger and larger because of word of mouth and because of the marketing that you were doing? What happened for you specifically? Well, I guess rather than bigger, Anne, we started doing more. So for example, I'm, I do an annual luxury retreat for women entrepreneurs. I started the first time with 11 ladies mm -hmm. for just three days. Now I'm doing next week a 10-day Mexican cruise with 27 ladies. And to really, that's a long time for people to give you. Yeah. So so it's rather than more, more dear, I don't like to say... Um, bums and seats. I like to say derriers and chairs. Yes, do so <laughs> more, yes, there's more derriers and chairs, but really it's also about influence to have them give you more time mm -hmm. rather than a one day seminar. Or like I tell people, don't do a three day retreat. If you haven't done a one day retreat, mm -hmm. don't do a seven day retreat. If you haven't done a three day. So yes, building on all of those things in terms of how much time and how much people my events, I really stick to about 100 people or less. A lot of my events are 20 and 30 because in terms of selling, you want time to connect with everybody also. Mm. And we see these big, huge conferences and you can build for that. You know, we're planning a annual conference with 200 ladies, but in terms of growing your business and selling, 20 people, 30 people is a really great number to build massive influence and part of building influence is not just showcasing your expertise. Mm. It's also providing the relationship and the connection so people feel like you see them and, and that you're connected to them and that you know them. Because mm. otherwise, again, they're not going to buy from you if they're just a face in the crowd as easily. Yeah. And I know that um, when someone, if they're just getting started, particularly in retreats, and maybe for some people who are listening today, that they're building influence in a particular area of their expertise, but haven't really built that momentum yet. Having those smaller groups, those intimate groups where you really can share information, ask great questions of the women or the men that are there, it's great feedback, isn't it, from our ideal clients who can then guide us in our decisions and how we shape the further material that we bring to the various events that we run. So in other words, through through really connecting with these people, we are really understanding what is it that they're struggling with, what, where do they really need support, so that we, the content we continue to share just adds more and more value, therefore influencing our influence and in that we're building. Have you found that as well? Exactly. Mm. Absolutely. And you know, this is where... There's a difference, Anne, between the motivational speaker that a lot of people seek to, to be and this idea of using speaking to grow your business and get clients mm -hmm. because it's more about who's in the room with you than about your great stories and client examples and speaking directly to the people in your room where they feel seen and connected to you mm -hmm. and now they are much more likely to buy from you. So yes. rather than being, and this is important because some people may think they're not ready yet to do their own seminars. And I want to say, as long as you can build rapport and connect with people, mm. it's not as important that you be this mesmerizing speaker. In fact, you don't have to be a mesmerizing speaker. 
you just have to make people feel seen in the room. Yeah, absolutely. And as you as you said so brilliantly, when people feel seen and heard and respected, um, and that is, I think, so valuable these days with a lot of the online digital and so much noise. And we said earlier in the statistics, people are lonely. And because of that, they're not feeling connected. If you go back to the very first event, and as you're saying, you're encouraging us to hold smaller events, even in person in our own home. That first event, I'd imagine, is more a couple of hours then. What kind of time frame would you suggest if we're just starting yes. the very first event? Yes, Anne, right on. Okay, so, so it's like this. Like, Anne, let's say I, I was in your neighborhood and I said, hey, Anne, my friend so-and-so is going to be doing a workshop and I don't even quite know what she's talking about, but you know what? It's kind of near you. Mm -hmm. You want to come with me for a couple hours and then we'll go have a beverage or have a bite. What are you going to say to me? Mm -hmm. You're going to say, hopefully, yes, you're going to be an instant. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just because we get to hang out and get to know each other more. So that's easy to get people to come for two hours. That's what I call an intro event. Mm -hmm. If they don't really know you, Invite them for just a couple hours, invite their friends, and then invite them for a one-day seminar. Mm. And that's where you're going to get your real monetization, your real sales, your real upsell. The, so it's, it's a, a two-hour event, an intro event is great because anybody you meet, two hours in their area, and what I do is I look at the map, mm -hmm. and I don't want anybody to travel more than a half an hour. So I live where I live mm. and then I go north, south, east, and west to do these two hour events. And then I invite people to a one day event in their area. Mm -hmm. So it's an easy buying decision yes. because nobody's going to travel two hours to see you when we have no influence, mm. but they'll travel, they'll travel 10 or 20 minutes for a couple of hours. Yes. So it works phenomenally. Mm -hmm. And with that eventual or, or that introduction, that initial meeting, two hours, is there a price tag on that or do you tend to keep that okay. free? That's a great question. Mm. So the answer is yes, there's always a price tag. Yes. But that doesn't mean, Amory, that you can't say, I can't say, Amory, I would love for you to come as my VIP guest because you are, if, if somebody's your ideal client, mm -hmm. you can say it's regularly 47 because you're my guest, please come. And of course, no charge for you because mm -hmm. I'd love for you to see what I do. I'd love for you to get me know, to know you better. Now, this brings us to a very important super tip that I would like to share. Mm -hmm. When we talk about event marketing, we talk about your email sequence and your Facebook ads and your flyer and your Facebook lives. And all these in your event listings, all of these things are awesome, essential, and we do them. Mm -hmm. What puts bums in seats or derriers in chairs way more effectively is a personal invitation. Mm -hmm. And I teach my ladies invitation over promotion every time. Now, invitation could be a phone call, of course. It could be a personal email. And you know what my favorite invitation is, Emery? Mm -hmm. The instant Facebook message, not the group message. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes Facebook group messages, a personal message. Dear Sheila, I'm sure you've seen the emails. I want to personally invite you to my XYZ workshop. I know you get value. I'd love to see you there. Mm -hmm. That is what does it every single time. 
Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And I think um, having it mapped out like that is so good because as we said earlier, often we go to the bigger events and that tends to overwhelm us. But as you can see, we've not yet gotten any um, any influence built yet because we haven't run those events. And one of the things that I'm sure that you do is when you do get even a smaller group around the table or sitting around in your lounge room even, what's really important is to capture images too that you can then use in your other promotions yes. of that. Are there any other things, mistakes that you see people do that is not uh, capturing to the fullest that they should be doing so that they can start to build the momentum for the other events that they're going to continue to hold? Well, a couple things. So first of all is absolutely don't just rely on promotion. Have a strategy for who you're going to reach out to personally to get them at your event. Because again, it makes them feel seen. Mm -hmm. They didn't just get an email. They got a personal invitation. Second thing is make sure you're using social media during your event mm. and that you have a hashtag for your event because then, and by the way, you have to have your website and everything ready for your next event while your current event is happening so that you can put the link and say, Hey, sorry, you're not with us at the X, Y, Z. Here's the next event to join us for mm -hmm. and have someone on your team. And this is part of our, checklist for events have someone on your team who's in charge of sending out some social media from the event mm. and then of course you send the follow-up email okay but here's the big super tip Anne marie let me give you the big super tip mm. big rookie mistake when you're doing an event the rookie mistake is not at your event offering the next event mm. you always or the next whatever it is you want people to purchase. Yes. For example, I told you next week we're going on the Mexican breakthrough luxury retreat. Mm -hmm. Guess what? We're working on the, uh, the brochure right now for the 2019 Hawaiian breakthrough luxury retreat so that before the ladies get off the ship, I can offer them mm. the, the next time. And even if we're talking about a one day seminar or a group, always offer the next thing at your event mm. because then you walk out of your event with 30 to 50 percent sold for the next time yeah absolutely there's nothing better than to capture someone's interest and yes when they've had such an incredible uh, experience and building of that community with those women and often okay if you go i'll go yeah let's go kind of thing and it be really build right. momentum that way that's right we so often forget the momentum has already been built leverage that continue certainly to to leverage that let's talk a little bit then about bu uh, building community that events really do that yeah. because i think you know, sometimes we're looking for ways. How can we stand out? How can we do something different? And often it's going back to the connection, create an environment that really allows people to just connect and be themselves. Let's speak a bit more about this because I think this is so important, isn't it? Okay, yes, couple super tips for this. First thing is that especially for women, when women go somewhere, the first thing on everyone's agenda should be some kind of thing that facilitates connection. Introduce yourself to everybody in your table, stand up and go share with someone what your intention is because women want to hear their own voice in a room <coughs> to really feel present. That's the first thing. Women are looking for connection. So at your se if you're doing a seminar, it shouldn't just be a lot of blah, blah, blah from the front of the room. 
We want to facilitate discussions. We want to have exercises. We want them to get up and dance, which you know they love. Mm. 90% of them. There's always a few that don't. And that way, they're going to have fun. They want to have fun. All of this is as important as the content. Mm. And I think um, keeping that in mind, often then the pressure to, okay, I've got to fill two hours full of content, that I would imagine is a rookie mistake too, where we overwhelm people because we're just blah, 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 as you said from the front of the room, that people kind of go away going, oh, my goodness, that was just too much content, yes? Yes, and a confused mind never buys, right, Mm. Emery? Or if they're overwhelmed, they're not going to buy. So you have to really make sure there's content but not so much that they're going to be overwhelmed. Mm. Very, very important. Yes. And remember the ladies like to connect, you know, here's, here's my super secret that I will, I will share with you. Sometimes I think all I got to do is pick a date, pick a place and, you know, show up and greet the ladies as they walk in and not do anything else. And they're going to have a great time because sometimes we, we throw out part of the agenda because I can see they're having so much fun mm. connecting and reconnecting. Yeah, absolutely. And that is so true. And I, I just want to pick up on this in case people missed it, because this in itself, because you are creating the event and you are building the structure that allows them to meet, connect, engage, laugh, cry, dance, all of those things, your name and your influence is being built through the experience that you create. And that in itself is a huge, huge gift so that we don't feel pressured to have to bring that content. Just creating that space where they can be that that in itself is huge too, yes? Absolutely. And in fact, in the early years of doing seminars, and this is advice for any new speakers, I wouldn't put everything in the workbook or the handout. Mm. I would have everything in the back of the room and each module would come out as I was ready to teach it. Because what I found was sometimes I would have two modules left. Sometimes I would three have three modules left because by the way, some groups are more talkative Mm. or you decide to share some new things. And so if you're attached to getting through everything in your workbook, it's going to be very tough yes. because then you're not having the ability to work with who's in the room and what's in the room. So a willingness to not get through all your material will usually make for a much more awesome event. Yeah, you know, that's true. And, and I can share some feedback from a participant's point of view that I went to an event. It was a great event. The content was just incredible. It was around sales and so forth. But there was a couple of pages in the middle where they skipped over because they didn't have enough time. And as a participant, I'm thinking, oh, that's information we're not covered. It felt like I was missing out on something right. where it's absolutely right. not the case. But I love that. Um, you bring it out in modules. And if you need to, to leave out a few modules, because people are engaging and connecting, uh, then then that's fantastic. You, you've certainly done your job. Let's talk about ongoing ramifications of producing these women's events and retreats. Well, I think that ongoing ramifications are very positive, Emery, because guess what? What I've got, what I see with my clients that work with me is that I've got not clients I've got long-term and lifelong clients. Mm. You know, this retreat we're going on next year is the sixth annual retreat. I've already got ladies signed up for Hawaii, which will be the seven one, 2019. So they're not just clients. They're long-term and lifelong clients. Mm. 
And of course, they're also friends. And they're also part of our community. And so by having ongoing clients, the ladies don't want to ever leave because they don't want to leave the community. Mm. So we, so Katerina, what's the next program? What am I doing next? Because they don't want to go anywhere because of the massive value that they get, mm. which is not just the content. It is absolutely the community, the relationships, the resources. Of course, in the, our business community, they get clients. They make friends. Mm. They have people to support, support what they're up to. I have a woman on Thursday who's, we're premiering her short film that's been accepted to two film festivals and all the ladies are coming. We have another lady who, who did of her first performance, her first show and half the room was ladies from our community. Mm. That's what happens in community. And that only happens when you have a consistency mm -hmm. with your events. Once every blue moon doesn't do it. No, absolutely. I remember speaking to a client uh, many years ago who ran events and she's exactly like you, where she would release an event and you know, previous participants uh, would say, when's the next one? That it would almost sell out. And I said, that's actually a really right. good problem to have. Right. Said, we can't take any more than 30 people. So, but that's exactly right. what you're saying. They build a level and sense of community and belonging that you really wouldn't be able to achieve if you just relied on on uh, virtual virtual uh, events. So how long, I mean, you, you now run and host over 80 days of your own live in-person events for women each year how long have you been doing this for like running if you think back to the very would, first event yeah you had. I, I would say uh, about maybe 10 years something like that I've been in business for about well we won't mention how long <laughs> I've been in business but, but, but about 10 years and and um what I just did Amory which I'm not sure I wanted to just mention is I got so sick of giving all my money to the hotels for lots of lots of our events that I opened my own center. So we've just opened that last week and it's a place for me to do my smaller programs because it hosts about 25 ladies in the room mm. and for my clients to come and do in their, their workshops. And I'm so happy to say that we're already super booked Oh, for the I can imagine. Without even seeing it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that just sounds um, that it was just a very strategic move from a business model perspective, which is yeah. great because right. then you can you can control the space, you know, event space. Exactly. I don't know if this is like this in the US, but I certainly know in Australia, finding the right event place with the parking yes. and then you know what what's in the room, all of that you need to consider right. because it all uh, yeah. makes or breaks the experience that uh, you recreate. Look, this has just been another little mini masterclass on, on its own. For people who are listening today and who would love, and I know they would love, and they're going to rush on over to access. Do you have a, a free gift, more information? How can people contact you? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say a couple things. KaterinaRando.com is my website. C-A-T-E-R-I-N-A-R-A-N-D-O.com. And you can see there all the events we're doing. And I know, and of course, everybody's invited to join us for any event. And also we have a virtual program that ladies all over the world take on how to do women's events and retreats. And it's not just a virtual program. Mm. We get on the phone every two weeks and have live time together. And if they're really ambitious, 
they can come out with me on a seven-day California coastal cruise. We have ladies that come from all over, which is part of the program. Mm -hmm. So they actually get to see how we do our awesome events in addition to being in the class. And information about that is at KaterinaRando.com. And I love Facebook, and anybody can Facebook me with any questions. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that today. I think, as we said earlier, um, the holding events is something that either people have thought of and, and, and embraced or there it, it's a I will get to eventually strategy but as you've shared today it really is such a, a fantastic way to build connection and build a level of engagement and ultimately build influence and as we've said um, it's very hard to have people say yes to any offerings if they don't know like and trust you and influences is so key so thanks for coming on the show my super extreme pleasure Thank you. And tell people to go You've do their events. listening to Speaker Success Podcast, brought to you by Women Speakers Association. If you're ready to share your message in a bigger way so you can build a thriving business, get your free Speaker Success Plan at SpeakerSuccessGift.com.